This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Senate Appropriations Committee gave the 2020 defense spending bill the green light last week. But that doesn't mean the bill has an easy path to final passage. In fact, it faces some major roadblocks before the Defense Department gets funded for next year. And time is running out. Federal News Network Scott Mascioni joins me with the latest. All right, so Scott, what did you find most notable about the bill as it's being debated and moving to the full Senate? Right. Well, this this full bill itself is about seven hundred billion dollars. It's it's slightly less than that actually. And if I you're, thought it was seven hundred billion pages. Yeah. Well, it's pretty close to that too. But uh, if you're looking at this, you're probably thinking this doesn't coincide exactly with the budget deal that Congress had, and that's because the military construction funds are in a different bill, and there's also uh, another part of the defense budget that is within the uh, energy department. So, right, not, the nuclear enterprise protection. Exactly. So not everything is in this, but it is basically the largest part of the defense budget. Now, what's most interesting about this is uh, one, one other thing to note real quick is that $622.5 billion will be in the base budget and $70.7 billion will be in emergency war spending. But, uh, you know, what's really interesting about this is that there is a lot of money going to research and development. In fact, it's an increase of $9 billion from 2019. And from that, from the president's requests, the uh, committee itself added another $800 million to R&D. And, and what's really interesting about this is that the Defense Department has been wanting for a long time to work on research and development. They've been trying to get readiness back into the, the fold and back into the regular status. So now they have the opportunity to do this. So some of the areas where we're seeing in, increase in research and development, there's about $300 million extra in university research. Uh, it supports an additional $436 million for 5G investments and uh, 341 for cybersecurity enhancements. Uh, another thing that's interesting is that they're trying to upgrade the tests and evaluation infrastructure for technologies that are critical to the national defense strategy like hypersonics and um, you know other things like that, space and directed energy. They still have the strategy of trying to bring in all of these innovative, unknown companies as well. I mean, this is something that's been going on for several years. That's still part of their plans for 2020 and beyond? Yeah, and I think that's something that has been ingrained at this point within, at least within the top levels, that they're trying to reach non-traditional companies, small businesses, Silicon Valley type companies. And uh, for the most part, they've been doing that to a degree um, by using OTAs, other transaction authorities, mid-tier right. acquisition, and then also using the Defense uh, Innovation Unit, which is a, a piece of the Defense right. Department out in Silicon Valley. And getting back to that main number that you mentioned, how close is that to what the House has passed? Right. Well, the House itself uh, has a $733, $738 billion budget that they're passing. So I, I don't really think that there's going to be too much difference between the two uh, actual bills because they've come to this budget deal. So, um, you know, originally there was a lot of concern that there would be a $750 billion budget from the Senate and a $733 from the House since they're Republican and uh, Democratic, rep- uh, respectively. But, um, you know, it looks like this budget deal has brought them them both together. So the Democrats basically get the butter they want and the Republicans get the guns they want. Exactly. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mascioni. Now, you said there's some things that might hold the bill up, though, some big things. What are those? Right. Well, that big thing is a wall on the border of Mexico, something that has been uh, talked about a lot. And what has happened is that the 
White House put out a, a piece of paper saying that they want to use $3.6 billion of funds that have already been appropriated. Now, the way that, that this works is that military construction funds are appropriated a couple of years in advance. It's money that can be used uh, for over, over a long period of time, two to three years. So, uh, the Democrats obviously are not happy about taking money away from the Defense Department and then having it being used for the the wall. A lot of uh, Democrats are calling this sort of a political stunt, using a uh, created emergency to push forward a political agenda. Really, yeah, that came up mildly in the confirmation hearings last week for the Army Secretary and the Air Force Secretary. Right. It's definitely a consideration across the board. And the ranking member of the Defense Subcommittee for the Senate Appropriations, um, you know, he basically said that these are something that they don't want to backfill. They're, they're going to have to add more money. And the problem is, is that they've created this budget deal and they can't go go past these budget limits that they've already created. So uh, the Democrats are pretty upset about this. And, and if you think about it, they're going to need 60 votes to pass this. And that means that they're going to need some Democratic votes. So this is where the real uh, train wreck or, or traffic is going to be started when it comes to uh, the, the Defense Department. And and one of the other things to, to mention is that what they're taking money away from, these military constructions, those go to uh, military schools for, for children of service members and also for things like cyber proving grounds and cyber training areas. So these are very important buildings that the Defense Department really needs, and they're expecting to be backfilled because they need these these buildings to be built. And what about some of the aging and crumbling infrastructure that the Navy has and the Air Force has, bad hangars and docks falling apart, this kind of thing? That's been a concern, too. Is, does the 2020 budget somehow address that also? Sure. I mean, it definitely puts money into those things. And in the past few years, they have added extra money for those as they've continued to restore readiness. Also, with on within this list of the $3.6 billion that they want to defer for the wall, uh, those are things that they would be rebuilding or restoring. So, you know, hangars, uh, really simple things that, uh, you know, the military uses every day. And with respect to the number of ships and planes and all of this that were authorized in the author, they're, they're talking about in the authorization bill, is that pretty much all in there and there's agreement on all of those nuts and bolts items in the Senate? And does it pretty much jive with the House version? Right. Well, you know, they always try and stick in a few extra uh, here and there. So it looks like there's going to be about 18 additional joint strike fighters. Um, you know, they're adding 12 new KC-46s and uh, 24 new F-18s. So, you know, I, the numbers are probably a little skewed in each direction for the House and Senate, something that they'll probably easily take care of in conference uh, once they figure out all their parochial interests. And of course, the F-35 semi-works and the KC-46 still doesn't really deploy yet. Right. So, you know, these are things that, that they're, you know, trying to figure out where they're going to go, where they're going to be based. And, and uh, you know, they want them in their built in their districts and housed in their uh, their districts because it means jobs for, for their their uh, sections. And in all of these discussions, does the overall doctrine that the military has been pursuing of great powers of competition versus low level long-term warfare that we're either into or out of yet, hard to tell. Is that generally supported by the appropriators and understood by them? Yeah, definitely. And I think that that is something that we're really seeing in the R&D budget and, and that has been increased. And, and one other way that you're seeing this is that they've really increased a 12.1% overall increase from 2019 for the Department of the Army, which is really trying to 
modernize. And so that money is going into things that they have already noted as something that is really uh, important for near-peer competition. So that means uh, future vertical lift, networks, uh, integrated uh, visual augmentation systems, things that are going to be used when we may have to fight against China or Russia or a near-peer competitor like that. All right. Very briefly, anything else noteworthy? Yes, yeah, something that's really interesting that uh, a lot of the Defense Department and military services have been asking for is money to rebuild bases that have been destroyed from extreme weather. This adds an extra $1.7 billion in emergency funds to help uh, camps, things like Camp Lejeune and, uh, and Air Force Base Tyndall. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.